0: what this really means. We have the privilege of worshiping Yahweh, our God, for He is our Creator and we belong to Him. We are the people of His pleasure. You can pass through His open gates with the password of praise, come right into His presence with thanksgiving. Come, bring your thank offering to Him and affectionately bless His beautiful name. For Yahweh is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you so kind that it will astound you, and he is famous for his faithfulness towards all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted, for he keeps his promises to every generation. Lift up a great shout of joy to Yahweh. Go ahead and do it. Yahweh with gladness, sing your way into his presence with joy, and realize what this really means. We have the privilege of worshiping Yahweh our God, for he is our creator and we belong to him. We are the people of his pleasure. You can pass through his open gates with the password of praise, come right into his presence with thanksgiving, come, bring your thank offering to him, and affectionately bless his beautiful name. For Yahweh is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you, so kind that it will astound you, and he is famous for his faithfulness towards all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted, for he keeps his promises to every generation. Lift up a great shout of joy to Yahweh. Go ahead and do it, everyone, everywhere. Yahweh with gladness. Sing your way into his presence with joy and realize what this really means. We have the privilege...
1: Merry Christmas. Hallelujah. Our Savior was born. Glory to God. I'm we really glad that we have a Savior that was born. Amen. His name is Jesus. Father, we give you thanks and praise for giving us Jesus. Lord, you gave us a way to repair our relationship with you. You gave us a way into heaven. And Lord, we're so grateful for the greatest gift that you've given this earth, Lord, and we honor and bless you today. We say happy birthday, Jesus, and we give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together. Let's stand together. Merry
2: Christmas, everybody. We're worshiping the one Savior who was born that we're celebrating in this season. Lord, to us this day a Savior, gifted from heaven to. I'm a judge. No.
1: bless your lord what an exciting day hallelujah lord jesus we truly honor you in this place we reverence your presence and we thank you for being in our midst working mightily and doing wonders And Lord, we thank you that you speak to us. For yes, my joy, the joy that comes from me, the joy that comes from on high, it is your strength. It will empower you, it will heal you, and it will bless you. So enjoy my joy. Rejoice and be glad, for I have made this day for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, Signature Worship Team. Hallelujah. What a great God we serve. And we just thank you for being here this morning. If you're visiting with us, welcome to Victory Christian Fellowship. It may be different, but it's good. (laughs) Hallelujah. But we're glad that you're here. God is glad you're here. And he has great things for us. Amen. Well, one of the things that we like to do is to speak the word of God. So we're going to speak. We have a confession that we emphasize every quarter. We want you just to invite you to join us as we make our confession together. Let's make our confession. God God is very very good good to us. us. His Holy Holy Spirit Spirit reveals to us what God has freely freely given given to us.
3: We We have and enjoy the good things that God has made available
1: to us. We are greatly blessed by the Lord and we possess the gates of our enemies
2: We We are are joint joint heirs with Jesus, and we we take hold hold of of all our
1: inheritance. inheritance.
2: The The Lord Lord has separated us unto Himself, himself,
1: and He has given us territory to possess. Our Our land is fruitful, fruitful, productive, thriving, thriving, and and flourishing. God gives us His best. Wherever Father God has planted us, us, we take possession of our land.
2: By By doing doing God's God's commands, statutes, and
1: judgments, We gain divine wisdom and understanding and become great in God's sight. We are God's people, his priests, who minister to him. We eat the wealth of the nations and prosper in God. Instead of shame, we have a double portion.
2: Instead of humiliation, we shout for joy over our
1: portion. Jesus is our portion.
2: In our land, we
1: possess double and everlasting joy, belongs to us.
3: God faithfully
1: rewards us and makes an everlasting covenant with us. Everything that God has promised
4: has been made available to us, and we can possess it all. God establishes and confirms us in Christ,
2: and He anoints
1: us. We are never disappointed because God's love has been abundantly poured out within our hearts through Holy Spirit, who was given to us. Everything in the Bible is for our instruction. We are encouraged by God's written word to have hope,
2: and we overflow with
1: confidence in his promises. We glorify, praise, and honor the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. At Victory, our vision is to reach out beyond our walls with the message of salvation, hope, and inheritance, to proclaim the uncompromising Word of God, to build a strong body of believers, and to encourage relationships
2: in a loving
1: atmosphere. We activate God's Word to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. At Victory Christian Fellowship, we are inheriting God's promises, and experiencing their benefits. Amen.
4: Good morning, everybody. Can you feel the joy? I can just see it. Like, everybody's just glowing with the presence and the glory of God. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, so Merry Christmas. Woohoo! We are here to celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, and I am so excited to do that. So we're going to have a great time today. We have lots of fun stuff planned. Okay, so now on to the announcements. I have a list here. Tuesday, we have no Air Force this Tuesday. So enjoy time with family, with friends, celebrating the Christmas season and everything. Uh, We will pick up next Tuesday. Okay, in the new year, be prepared for a new year, new youth. It's going to be awesome. We will have Wednesday night refreshing. So, that is at 6.30 p.m. on December 27th. So, we will be here. Whew. It's getting hot up here again. Okay. (laughs) And then, we will also be here next Sunday on the 31st, New Year's Eve, and regular service time at 10 a.m. So, everything as scheduled except no youth group this Tuesday. Okay? So, I learned that... um, Your taste buds, right, you have four kinds of taste buds. Like, there's four areas. There's um, sweet and salty and bitter and sour. And babies are the ones that have the most taste buds when they're born. Right? They're born with, like, 10,000 taste buds. It's like super tasters. And that's because (laughs) that's what it's called. I looked it up. It's called super tasters. Um, and that's because they like when they're first born, they can't see like as far as you can like as you grow. So it's their mouth that determines like what's good to put into their bodies. So they use that to be like if it's bitter, then they know it's like it registers in their brain. Oh, that's like poison. I should spit it out, right? And when it's sweet, they want sweet things because that feeds the brain, right? Like good sugar feeds the brain and helps it operate. And they want salt. So when you're craving like salty stuff. It's because it's to help your nerves and your muscles, right? So I was just thinking of that scripture. You know how it says, taste and see that the Lord is good. That's what we need to do, right? The word of the Lord, we taste it, his goodness, and we experience it, and it will tell you what's good to keep and what's bad that you should spit out, right? So we can enjoy the goodness of God. It is good for you. It is good for your brain, and it's good for your body. Isn't that awesome? Okay, so we are going to have Abby come up. She's She's going to explain all about our Kids Life program.
3: (laughs) All right. The kids are so excited to share what we have been working on for our Christmas program. So, kids, at this time, you can hand out the Christmas presents to everyone. Do do we know? Josiah, do you want to lead the way? (laughs) Josiah had a great idea. Um, So you will be be receiving a Christmas present from the kids. As um, we get ready for our Christmas program. So the kids, um, over two weeks, two Sundays, we were upstairs. We were preparing a very special Christmas program for you guys, um, and they had costumes on and they reenacted from the Bible the Christmas story. So you, what you are about to see is you're going to see Mary and Joseph. You're going to see. Elizabeth, you're going to see the shepherds, and you're going to see the wise men. The wise men are from um, this generation. This generation, which meets on Tuesday, they did the wise men. So you are going to absolutely love this. Now, there also are some people behind the scenes that you will not see, but you will hear. And uh, we have some great um, announcers and um, narrators. So Levi is one of those awesome narrators. When you hear that narrator voice, Levi is that. I think Avery, you are also a narrator. They, all, a lot of them did some narration. So, are we ready? We'll wait till everyone gets their candy cane, and then we will start. Yes, yes, you could enjoy the candy cane during the production.
0: A story in Bethlehem, over 2,000 years ago. Listen up everyone,
5: we have the greatest story, a story that has ever been told. When you hear about this, Christmas will never be the same the again! No, world will never be the same again! Have your shivers built
2: and let's go! Our story starts with Mary. She was
5: a spunky and fearless young Jewish lady. And she was engaged to be married to a carpenter named Joseph. But one day, everything changed. God sent the angel Gabriel to bring a message to Mary. Hail, little favored one, the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled when she saw this massive angel, and she wondered what his greeting might mean. Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And listen, you will become pregnant, and you will give birth to a son. You shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord to God, will give him in the throne of his father Lord neighbor. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will never end. How can this be since I have no husband? The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby will be born, and behold, he will call the Son of God. What's more, the relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. Isn't that crazy? People used to say she was but She has conceived a son, and is now her sixth months. Who is God? nothing impossible. Behold, I am the Lord's servant, may everything you say about me be true. After the angel left, Mary may travel to visit Elizabeth. Elizabeth had been barren for a long time, and she was well past the age of having children. But she and Zachariah had been praying for a child, and God answered their prayer. She was six months into pregnancy when Mary arrived. Hello, Elizabeth. Oh, Mary! God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Why, I am so honored. The mother of my Lord should visit me. When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what you said. Oh, how my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he took notice of this lonely servant girl. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy. He has done great things for me. He has shown mercy from generation to generation. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and returned to her own home. You may be wondering about the man engaged to Mary, Joseph. He was a just and upright man, and when he found that Mary was pregnant, he did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He was planning to divorce her quietly and secretly, but as he was taking this over, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for, she, for the baby is conceived to have the Holy Spirit. For she will name her baby Jesus, and he will save many people from their sins. Action! Mary's having Jesus! He took Mary as his wife and had no union with her as her husband until she had given birth to her firstborn son. The decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole Roman Empire should be registered in a census. All the people were going to be registered, each traveling to his own city or town. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem and Judah, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazariah in, in Galilee. He took with him Mary, who was now accepting a child, and while they were there, the time came for her to have a baby. Mary gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in a swaddling coat and laid him in a manger. Because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flock. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood by them, and the glory of the Lord flashed around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do <laughs> not be
2: afraid. For great unto you is born this day in the town of
5: David a, a Savior. Cool. But be very careful, because there will be a sign for you that will be a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a baby. Then suddenly there appear with the angel an army of the troops of heaven, a heavenly host of angels praising God, saying,
2: Glory Lord to God, God and in heaven. heaven.
3: And on earth, peace among men with whom he is well pleased.
5: When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another,
3: Let's go find the
5: baby Jesus. In Bethlehem of Judah, and the base of at the king. Wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. Where is he who has been born King of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and we have come to worship him. In Bethlehem of Judea, for it's written by the prophet Micah, You Bethlehem in the land of Judah are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. Now the star which they have which they have seen from the east went before them until so it came instead of where where the young child where the young child Jesus was. Look, a star. And when they entered the house they saw a young child and his mother Mary, and they bowed down to her, and they bowed down and worshipped Jesus and opened their pressures. King Jesus, I have brought you the gift of gold. King Jesus, I brought you the gift of frankincense. King's Thank Jesus, I have brought you the gift of purple, I mean myrrh. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son, Jesus, so that everyone who believes in him will not cherish but have eternal life. Living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at them. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood by them, and the glory of the Lord flashed around them, and they were
2: terrified, what the angel said to them, not be afraid.
0: Watching the VCF Kids Life Christmas play.
1: That was awesome. Thank you for all who participated with that program. We appreciate it. Hallelujah. Well, I'm Pastor Doug. It's good to have you here at Victory Christian Fellowship. If this is your first time here, we look forward to meeting you and getting to know you a little bit better, but uh, we're glad you're here. You're in a good place today, and uh, we love Jesus, and we love what he does, and we're just open for God's will to be done. Amen, and Merry Christmas to everyone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a great time of the year. It's a wonderful time of the year, and uh, it's all about Jesus, amen? All right. Well, it's a good day today. We're going to celebrate Jesus' birthday, and we have a lot of great-looking kids in this place. Hmm? Oh, they're staying in service today, okay. Our kids are going to be joining us in our service today. That's awesome. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, let's, let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful and thankful for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for extending your favor to us and giving us a Savior whose name is Jesus. He is Christ the Lord. And Lord, we, we honor you today. We uh, celebrate your birthday, and we give you thanks and praise. For you are good, and you are greatly to be praised. And we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. And of course, uh, your giving can be done anytime during the service. We have containers as you come in and buy our bookstore. Uh, and if you need to give uh, with a card, you can do it that way. If you make a check, make it out to VCF. And uh, when I say you can give anytime during the service, I really mean that. And uh, God is good. So, Father, we give you thanks and praise that you bless Every gift and every giver. Lord, you multiply it back unto them. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Thank you that you cause men to give into their bosom. In the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. Um, This is called uh, Save God the Trouble. There was a young boy who was saying a prayer out loud one night. And his brother was listening to him. This boy asked God for a fresh milkshake in the morning. His brother said, just shake a cow and milk it. It will save God the trouble. (laughs) Hallelujah. Maybe that's where cow tipping started. I don't know. This is called The Wrong Gift. The parents began to assemble a special Christmas gift uh, they had uh, for their children. They had ordered a kit uh, for a treehouse, And received the plans for it. However, the materials they received were for a sailboat. They uh, wrote the company to complain. The company's reply, while we regret the inconvenience uh, this mistake must have caused you, it's nothing compared to the man who was out on the lake somewhere trying to build your treehouse. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And these are some uh, children's versions of uh, Christmas carols. Sleep in heavenly peas. (laughs) Children's versions of Christmas carols. Joy to the world, the Savior reigns, (laughs) R-A-I-N-S. This is he whom seers of old, seers of old. Angels we have heard on high, sweetly singing o'er the plain, (laughs) P-L-A-N-E. While shepherds wash their socks by night. (laughs) (laughs) That's a kid's version of a Christmas carol. All right, and this is uh, called Viking Mary. When my son was eight years old of age... He was in a Christmas pageant at our church. His line started, and the Virgin Mary was with child. He did the line correctly at every rehearsal. On the night of the presentation, everything was going wonderful. All the children were relaxed and reciting their lines without flaw. It came time for my son to recite his line, and this is exactly how it came out. And the Viking Mary was with child. It was quite a job for all the adults watching the presentation to restrain ourselves and not bellow in laughter. And uh, what carols do sheep sing at church? Fleece Navidad. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad for this time of the year? This is the year that God gave us a Savior. And his name is Jesus. And he came to save us from our sins. He is the only one that can do that. He is the only one called and qualified and equipped. We can't be saved any other way. And the Bible says that there is no name under heaven whereby men can be saved but the name of Jesus. And Jesus, he boldly declared that he is the way. He is the truth, and he is the life. And no man can come to the Father but through him. If you want to connect with God, you have to do it by having a relationship with Jesus. All right? And we're going to look at the Christmas story here. And uh, I want you to go with me to Matthew chapter 1. And you're going to see a miracle today. Because I am going to get you out early today. <laughs> Hallelujah. If if you've been coming to VCF for a while, I don't have, I don't like anything to say. (laughs) Amen. But in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 20, the Bible says this. This is Joseph. Joseph was engaged uh, to be married to Mary. Their engagement back then was a little different than an engagement today. When they were engaged, uh, th- it was a legally binding agreement, and the only way that you could break it was by actually divorcing the other person, and they would spend a year, they would live apart, and uh, they would prepare themselves for marriage. And so this is the situation that Joseph found himself in, and... uh he had, uh, you know, he found out that Mary was pregnant with a child. So verse 20, Matthew 1, verse 20. But while he thought on these things, how many of us you know, sometimes we got to think on some things? Right? we got to think on some things before we make a decision. Behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. All right? So God sent an angel. Aren't you glad angels can show up in dreams? And aren't you glad for angels? They're messengers of heaven. War, they're warriors of heaven, and uh, they do God's work. All right. So God sent an angel with a message in his dream, saying, "Joseph, son of David, fear not to take Mary your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost." You know, everything that God does through us for us is of the Holy Ghost. Right? And uh, throughout this Christmas story, you see God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost all working. Right? And uh, so that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. How many know you got to call Jesus? Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus doesn't require a phone. All you have to do is speak his name. And his network can be anywhere. He has a network that can reach uh, throughout the universe, right? It doesn't require a device. It just requires a voice. And the Bible says when you call on Jesus, everyone who calls on the name of Jesus shall be saved. Have you made that call today? Have you called on him, right? And uh, tell, him about your, tell him about what you're going through. You know, God's concerned about your life, and he wants to help you. He has the tools. He has the equipment to help you through anything that you face in life. And uh, he can help you. But we got to call on him. So the angel told Joseph, you can call him Jesus. All right? And uh, for he shall save his people from their sins. You know, sin is the most destructive, uh, devastating thing that was brought to this earth. Uh, Sin brought all the evil... To this earth. There was no evil on this earth until sin occurred, but when sin occurred, it affected the entire earth. It affected every person born after Adam. All right? But Jesus is the cure. He's going to save us from our sins. All right? Verse 22 Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord uh, by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is interpreted, God with us. All right? And so God spoke it and wrote it before it occurred. Okay? Now I want to take a close look at uh, two responses of people in the Bible story. I want to look at Mary's response, and I want to look at Zechariah's response after he had believed. Okay? So let's go to Luke chapter 1 and verse 30. Luke chapter 1 and verse 30. This is, uh, this is what happened uh, to Mary. And uh, the angel, same angel that spoke to Joseph, came unto her uh, and said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Did you know that favor can be found? There's one place that you can find favor with God, and that's at his throne. And anyone who believes in Jesus Christ can come to God's throne boldly and confidently uh, and find grace when they, and find uh, grace or favor when they need it. So say favor can be found at God's throne. So if you ever need favor in your life, you can go to God's throne. How do I go to God's throne? You say, Father, in the name of Jesus, here I am. Right? And, and there you are before his throne. You know, God made it so easy. Verse 31, and behold, you shall conceive in your womb, and bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. Do you see the, the um, uh, harmony of the message? Same thing that he said to Joseph is the same thing he's saying to Mary. You know, God speaks the same thing. Amen? And And uh, you can uh, prove God through his word because his word speaks the same thing. I mean, imagine... 40 different writers over a period of 1,500 years living on different continents all write stories about one man. That's no coincidence. That's a divine design. You can rely on the Bible. The Bible is the absolute truth. It is the very word of God. It represents God's heart. And God, didn't, it, God made it so good, he doesn't need to make any changes. It's forever settled in heaven. This word will set you free. This word will save you. This word will deliver you. This word will heal you. This word will help you. This word will strengthen you. All right, verse 32. He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest. This was from the highest order, the highest position, the highest place in the universe. How many aren't you glad that God could connect to us from on high? And there's no static? Right? No drop calls. He can talk do you realize that when you pray, your your prayers go directly to heaven? God hears your prayers in heaven. They come, the Bible says they come like incense to him. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom shall, there shall be no end. The Savior had to be a descendant from David. That's how God designed it, that's what God said, and that's exactly what happened. Amen? God knows what he's doing. Okay? Then Mary... A Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this uh, be, seeing I know not a man? The angel answered and said, "The, The Holy Ghost shall come upon you. Glory to God. Holy Spirit can come upon people. And the power of the highest shall overshadow you. Some of you need the Holy Spirit to come on you, and you need to be overshadowed. Amen? That's when you have an encounter with God. Hallelujah. God's a real person, and he wants to be involved in your life. But you have to let him. He doesn't force his way in. He gives you an offer, and you invite him in. All right? Uh, Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of you shall be called the Son of God. And behold, your cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age. This is the sixth month with her who was called barren. So God set it up where Mary could have a a fellow person to confide in. I mean, who else are you going to talk about? You know, you're you're a teenager that's pregnant. Mary was probably between the ages of 12 and 15. And now she's pregnant, and she never, uh, she, she didn't get pregnant the normal way. Amen? I mean, you're not going to be able to explain that to anybody hardly. I mean, an angel had to explain it to Joseph, right? So, but God had her cousin Elizabeth, who was trying to get pregnant for years and couldn't, but all of a sudden, her prayers were answered. Amen? And uh, Mary had someone to confide in, and she spent three months there with Elizabeth. Verse 37, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. Say, nothing is impossible with God. God. I want you to think about that. Nothing is impossible with God. If you're facing an impossible situation, get it out of your hands and into his hands. Because if anybody can work it out, God can work it out because nothing is impossible with God. He works miracles. He does wonders. There's there's nothing that, I mean, well, he can't lie. That's one thing he can't do. It's one thing he won't do, he he chooses not to, amen, because he's truth. Okay? So, and Mary said, this took faith. Mary said, behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. The acceptance of God's word is the essence of faith. You believe what he said, and you don't need any other evidence. You don't need any other proof. You just take God, what he said, at face value. Right? If God said you're going to be praying, okay, God, bring it on me. I accept your word. Right? We have to accept the word of God. Yeah. See, it, that's, that's the foundation of faith. If, if The Holy Spirit put something on my heart. If you're not regularly, consistently reading the word then you're exposed to lies. Because the Bible says Satan is the God of this world, and the Bible calls him the father of lies. So this world system is run by an expert liar. The only truth, the world can't give you the truth because it doesn't have the truth. Only truth comes from God. So people who try to find their truth in the world, you're going to be empty-handed. Truth only comes from God, and it's only knowing the truth that will set you free, okay? All right, let's go down to uh, verse 46. This was uh, Mary had, after she had visited Elizabeth, she breaks out into a song. You know, when God does something, he deserves the praise, why do we praise God in church? Because he's worthy of our praise. The very word worship means worth God is worthy of praise. And praise ought to be a natural response. When, we ha- when God does something for us, when God shows us something, when God speaks something to us, praise is a byproduct of that. And we shouldn't be ashamed to praise God loudly we live in a country where we can praise god loudly. you know there's some countries you can't praise god loudly i remember when gabriel went to egypt with dr Ram, they had to be careful about what they said because they they monitor everything i've heard of other groups that went to places and they had to be careful about what they said because the government's listening but we live in a country where we can make our voice known. Praise God for that. Praise God for the United States. And we need to have born-again believers that lift up their voice. See, I have a voice. And I have something to say. And I'm not afraid to say it. Yeah, you, people that are in school, don't be afraid to say it in school. In the past two weeks... Twenty third, fourth, and fifth graders gave their hearts to Jesus. And, and I had them stand up. Like, they did it for real. Amen? Why? Because God's given us access to the school. Listen, the devil doesn't own the schools. Let's kick him out of our schools. The devil doesn't run our home. Let's kick him out of our home. We have to start walking in our authority. God gave us authority. Amen? Amen? Amen. We need a revelation of authority. So I just want to talk a little bit about Mary's song of praise. Man, if she would have uh, had an instrument, I think she she would have just busted out a tune, man. Verse 46. And uh, Mary says... And Mary said, my soul does magnify the Lord. Did you know that you can magnify the Lord with your soul? Yeah. What does it mean to magnify? To make him bigger than anything else. You've got to make God bigger than your circumstances. You've got to make God bigger than your past. You've got to make God bigger than your problems. Everybody say magnify. Yeah. That's what it means. You put a magnifying glass on the ant and it looks like a giant. Right? It makes it bigger. My soul does magnify the Lord. See, Mary knew that the baby was both Jesus and Lord. He's Savior, Jesus, and Lord, all wrapped up in the one. Right? So, uh, Verse 47, my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. you got to make God personal. He's not some other one's Savior. He's got to be your Savior. God is in the personal relationship. He didn't come to build a religion. He came to establish a relationship that was broken by sin. So Mary calls him the Lord. And she calls him, God, my Savior. Is he your Savior today? Have you invited him into your heart? You've got to take ownership, ownership of your salvation that he provided. He, he's got to be your Savior. Not, not someone else's Savior. Not Joe Smith's Savior. My Savior. Amen? You know, Mary was saved by grace just like all of us are. You know, Mary was at the day of Pentecost and got filled with the Holy Ghost, just like believers get filled with the Holy Ghost today. Mary was simply chosen to give birth to the Savior because she was a descendant of David. She lived a righteous life. God watched her. God knew he could trust her. And she accepted the calling without any reasoning, any argument, anything about it. She just accepted the word that was spoken to her. That's powerful. You know, God gives you a word and we want to argue about it. We want, to, we want to tell God why he's wrong. Moses, I want you to go deliver to people. Well, I can't speak. Don't worry. I made the mouth. I'm not that eloquent. Don't worry. I'll give you the words to say. I mean, God answers every one of your excuses as why you say you can't do what he said you could do. Okay? All right. For he has verse forty eight, for he has regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall be blessed. Everybody say "All all generations. I'm telling you, the gospel is good for every generation. Now The gospel doesn't change, but sometimes the way we minister it to a generation does. But the gospel is still the gospel. It's the good news of Jesus Christ's birth, life, death, and resurrection and return to this earth. Amen? Amen? That is the gospel. It is good for every generation. It's good for older people. It's good for younger people. It's good for babies. Hallelujah. It's good for seniors. Amen? It's good across the spectrum of age. And if one generation doesn't share with the next generation, the message could be lost. Right. God intended for one generation that gets a hold of it to share it with the next generation. Yes. Amen? Amen? Our job is to share it with the next generation. Hallelujah. Yes. All right. So, uh, verse 49. For he that is mighty has has done to me great things, and holy is his name. Woo! Mary called him the Almighty. All right, here's what the uh, contemporary English version says of that verse. God, all-powerful, has done great things for me, and his name is holy. How many has God done some great things for you? God's not doing, God's not done doing great things for you. He's a great God. He'll do great things to you every day if you believe Him. Amen? Hallelujah. God God does great things. Psalm 111, verse 9 says, He has sent redemption to His people. He has ordained His covenant forever. Holy and awesome is His name. We serve an awesome God. He's awesome and he's holy. What a combination. He's awesome and he's holy. Boy, holy holy is awesome. Amen? So Mary, she praised God for his power, his holiness, and his mercy. And we're going to touch a little bit on the mercy of God today. We've been talking about the benefits of Christ's birth. The benefit of his birth today is his mercy. You ought to be glad for the mercy that God gives us. I right, am going to touch on that just a little bit. All right? The gift of salvation causes you to encounter God's power, holiness and mercy. You're here today, not because you happen to show up at this church, God designed for everyone who's here today to be here. Because He wants to speak to you. He wants to touch your heart. He's got something for you. You know, God wrapped his gift under the tree. (laughs) Then he put it on the tree, right? He wrapped his gift in swaddling clothes. He didn't use wrapping paper. But it was the gift that he gave to the world. It was the gift. Salvation is a gift. And you either receive it or you reject it, period. Only two things you can do with a gift, receive it, reject it. God's not going to make you get it, but he'll give it to you, and you've got to accept it. Amen? Salvation displays God's miraculous power. When someone gets born again or born from above, that's a miracle. That is the greatest miracle. When someone uh, who was spiritually dead now comes alive in Christ Jesus, that's a miracle. And it, you receive it by faith, right? Right? You believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, hallelujah, God is good, amen? Amen. So, uh, salvation is untainted and unpolluted. It's free from sin, injustice, and impurity. When you receive salvation from God, you're receiving something that's purified, that's holy. It's unpolluted, it's untainted. The world is polluted with sin. But God's word is untainted, and it'll free you from the pollution. God's word will clean up the pollution. Many years ago, back in the hometown that I lived in, not too far from where my parents' house is now, uh, there was a big EPA uh, project, and they had discovered that the ground at this place, it was uh, some kind of a plant or something that was there that was they had polluted the ground so they had to dig up the dirt right and they did a lot of testing and they they removed all that stuff and took it out but it took i don't know a couple of years ago it was when i was a lot younger and uh but they removed the pollution amen you want to get free from pollution get into purity get into holiness of the word of god all right salvation is not a common gift There's nothing common about it. It's the most expensive, most valuable, and most costly gift that anyone could ever give. How many of you would would be willing to give your only begotten son to people that don't even know you, don't even like you? So there's nothing common about the gift of salvation. It's the most costly, valuable, and expensive gift that costs God. And he was willing to give it. Aren't you, aren't you glad for that? God was willing to give it. Salvation is an everlasting gift that has been given by the greatest brand name ever, God Almighty. You know, his brand still carries weight with it today. You go into places and you say, Jesus, whoo, you get a reaction, Right? You go into place to say "Buddha, Muhammad." eh. you go into place to say Jesus. People freak out. (laughs) What is it about that name? It's his brand name, right? What does it produce? It produces life. All right. Hallelujah. What does salvation do for you? It gives hope to the hopeless. It gives help to the helpless. It gives light to darkness. It gives life to dead people. That's pretty good, isn't it? And guess what? You don't even need batteries. <laughs> Amen? It gives strength to the weak. It gives direction to the lost. It gives forgiveness to the guilt-ridden. It gives transform- transformation to the stuck. And it gives perfect love to the unloved. That's what salvation does. Amen. All right, let's look at verse 50, verse 50 of Mary's song. Aren't you glad that God recorded a song that she sang? I bet Jesus is in heaven said, I remember the, the song my mother sang about me. Amen. And this ain't no lullaby, baby. God recorded it in his word for us. This is her response to the gift of God. Her response was praise. She began to praise God. She didn't even have any music. It just came out of her heart. Pure, genuine praise for who God is and what he's done and what he's given. She valued this gift. Verse 50, Luke uh, 150. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. Who's his mercy on? Those who fear him. Everybody say those who fear, who fear him. To fear God doesn't mean to be afraid of God. It means to reverence, respect, and honor God. All right? Whenever the Bible talks about fear of God, it's talking about reverence, honor, and respect. Okay? So his mercy is on them that fear him. Right? Um, hallelujah. So... Uh, here's what the Bible says. You know, He always shows mercy to everyone who worships Him. Mercy is not getting what we deserve. Mercy is 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 having a second chance. It's having an opportunity to change. You know, be, before judgment ever comes, you know what God shows? He shows His mercy. He gives people opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to accept him, to choose him. Even the Bible says he sends his goodness before you to lead you to repentance. It's his goodness that leads a person to repentance. All right? Um, In Exodus 20, verse 6, God spoke to Moses. He said, but showing graciousness... And steadfast loving kindness. That's another name for mercy. Graciousness and steadfast loving kindness to thousands. Are you, are you one of the thousands? Amen. Of those who love me and keep my commandments. What happens if you receive mercy and you don't keep his commandments? Then you need to come and get filled up again. What happens when your car reads E? And you're on a long trip. Huh? You got to go to a place to get filled up. Or if you drive an EV, you got to go to a place to get charged. Take hours. So many people are running their lives on empty. And they're wondering why why aren't things working out? Why aren't things better? Why aren't things improved? Because you're on E. And you got to come to a place like this, which is a filling station. To fill you with the Word, fill you with the Spirit, fill you with love, fill you with purpose, fill you with God's plan. That's what His mercy does. Psalm 85, verse 7. Psalm 85, verse 7. It says, Show us your loving kindness, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Did you know that you could ask the Lord to show you mercy? Mercy is a form of healing. It's God's compassion. It said, verse 8, I will hear what the Lord will say. Are you listening to what he's saying? Mary heard what he said. Zechariah heard what he said. uh, Joseph heard what he said. The shepherds heard what he said. The wise men heard what he said. How about you? Are you part of that group too? He will speak to his people, to his godly ones, but let them not turn again to folly. Some of you are turning again to folly. I can't imagine being a Christian and not being fully surrendered to God. I just I just read an article the other day about Hulk Hogan, oh, yeah. the wrestler. He's got the 24-inch Python's brother. Hulkamania, right? I used to watch wrestling, still do. (laughs) But I know it's not real, so it's okay. (laughs) He said, he, he, he was just baptized. I don't know when or where, but he said, total surrender to God is the greatest day of my life. Some of you need to surrender fully. You can't keep doing your own way and God's way. It doesn't work that way. Either he's Lord of all, or he's not Lord at all. Amen? Verse 9, Psalm 85, verse 9. Surely his salvation is near to those who fear him. That glory may dwell in our land. Listen, our land, some of God's glory has left because a lot of people aren't, this country is not dwelling in the, uh, with God like they should. Everybody just needs to read their money and God we trust. Amen. Right? We need to get back to trusting God. Yeah. We've got too many people trusting the government, got too many people trust in media, which I'm not even gonna say anything about that. <laughs> Verse ten. The steadfast love, truth, and faithfulness meet together. You know where they met together? They met together in Jesus. Yes. When when that baby was born. In Bethlehem, mercy and truth and love met. They kissed each other in a manger. And we get to experience his love. All right? Verse 51 of Mary's song, Luke 1. He has showed strength with his arm. You know, everything that God does, he does with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their heart. The new living translation says this, his mighty arm has done tremendous things. You know, you know what God's arm did? It stretched forth. It's it's reaching out to you so that you don't drown, so that you're not overwhelmed, so that you have a way out. Take hold of God's hand today. He's reaching it out to you, but you've got to grab it. It's like the guy that was running a trail and He tripped and fell over a cliff, and he grabbed onto a root that was sticking out of the side of the rock. And he was saying, help! Is anybody there? Help me! Help me! Is anybody there? And then he heard a voice. And the voice says, let go. I got you. And he said, is there anybody else there? (laughs) What are you holding on to today that you can't let go for God? Huh? you got to let go for God. Because God's got you. If anybody can hold you up, God can. If anybody can can sustain you, God can. All right? God has done wonders with his hand. You know, even the Egyptian magicians recognized the miracles that God did. They said, this is the finger of God. Just his finger. You know, Satan experienced his finger when he rebelled in heaven. He, doink. He, went, he got kicked out of heaven, right? Jesus was eating popcorn. He said, I saw Satan fall like lightning. He got to see it firsthand. Amen? Say, God's got a mighty arm. And he's stretching it forth to me. But you've got to grab hold of it. If you haven't taken his hand yet. Take his hand for healing. Take his hand for help. All right, verse 52. He has put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. James tells us that if you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, he will exalt you. What does it mean to humble yourself? Trust not in yourself. Trust not in your experience. Trust not in anything but God alone. Everybody say God alone. God alone. You got to trust in God alone. Right? You don't need to mix anything else with God's word. Okay? So he he puts down, you know, pride comes before a fall. First one to get, first one to fall was the devil. He fell from heaven because he got proud. He wanted the worship that God, that was designed for God alone. Okay? Um. You know, in the book of Revelation, it talks about a church. I think it's Thyatira. Verse seventeen says, Revelation three seventeen says, Because you say, I am rich and have prospered and grown wealthy, I have need of nothing. Wrong, you need Jesus. How many has ever seen a hurts a hearst pull in a vault? Has anyone ever seen a hearse pulling a vault or a safety deposit box or a box saying, this is my treasure I'm taking? If, if anyone's seen that, please talk to me afterwards. We'll pray for you. What's the point? You can't take this stuff with you. Even if you have all the world's good, but you lose your soul, you've lost everything. Right? But Jesus came so that you wouldn't have to suffer loss. All right? Verse 53, Mary's song. He has filled the hungry with good things. How many are hungry today? Then you're a candidate for good things. God never puts anything sour or bitter. He puts things in sweet. Amen? Amen? Healthy, good for you. He fills the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty-handed. Now, he's talking about people who trust in riches. Because Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they were all very wealthy men, and they loved God. And God made them wealthy. Say, God made them wealthy. wealthy. Yeah, he did. He gave the same promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'm going to be with you, I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to give you this land. Right? Right? I mean, they had sheep and cattle. Even Genesis 13.1 says Abraham was very rich. That's God's word. Okay? So, if you, if you hunger and thirst for righteousness, you're going to be filled with good things. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. God's still helping Israel today. Because it was the Jews who brought the Savior to the earth. God used the Jews, his chosen people. Amen. And Father, we just pray and stand in the gap for Israel. We thank you for delivering them from evil. We thank you, Lord, that everyone that brings a curse against them is cursed. And Lord, we thank you that you give them the victory and you always cause Israel to triumph in Jesus' name. Amen. And we stand with Israel because that's what God does. All right. Verse 54. He has helped his servant Israel. In remembrance of his mercy, verse 55, as he spoke to our fathers Abraham and to his seed forever. God is a promise keeper. It didn't matter when he spoke his promise. God's going to keep it. God's going to bring it to pass. He's got the power to make the promise. He's got the power to bring it to pass. Abraham got a revelation. God is able to do what he said he was going to do. And, he, and that's when things turned around for Abraham. When you believe that God said he, was, uh, he can do what he's going to do, things will turn around in your life. All right? And uh, so he, God's a promise keeper. And verse 56, and Mary abode with her about three months and returned to her own house. Amen? Yeah. So today is a day of mercy. First thing Mary talked about was the mercy of God. God has shown us mercy by giving us a Savior, by giving us his only begotten Son. You know, Jesus was born to die. Every one of us has a purpose, but our purpose was not born to die as a sacrifice. He gave his life as a ransom for many. What do you pay a ransom for when someone kidnapped you and a kidnapper demands a ransom? Sin has has kidnapped us. But someone came along and paid our ransom. And because he paid our ransom, sin no longer has dominion over us. Sin no longer has a hold on us. Sin no longer has a grip on us. It's salvation. Salvation is a gift of God. Amen? It's not by works. Lest any man can boast, but it's a gift of God. It can only be received or rejected. Today, make the right choice and receive the promise of God. Amen? It is for everybody of every age, of every background, of every language, of every tongue, of every ethnicity. You know how to say that. You know, sometimes preachers get their tongues tied. But that's okay. Mary believed God because she knew that she was giving birth to the Savior of the world. She accepted his word without fear. Even though she was going to have a struggle in society, right? Especially in that day. Even Joseph wanted to put her away, but God intervened. God brought you here today to give you hope, to reveal his plan for you, to let you know how much you, you, he loves you and how special you are to him. And if you're here today and you don't know Jesus, you've never invited him into your heart, you've never made him your Lord, or maybe you did and, and, and you started off good, but you got, kind of got away. You, you went astray a little bit. It's time for, it's time for you to come home Come to the Father's house. It's it's time for you to fully surrender to God and to the voice of the Holy Spirit saying, come. Amen. If you're here today and you've never made Jesus your Lord, you know, I want you to be as brave as a third, fourth, and fifth grader. If that's you, just stand up or just raise your hand. We're going to all pray together. Amen. But this is a day that God has made. And he calls it to to rejoice. Amen. Because of the gift of salvation. What a powerful gift. It's the gift that keeps on giving. And and maybe you just haven't fully surrendered in your heart. What's stopping you? What's keeping you? Listen, God is far better, He is far greater. He wants your total surrender. Aren't you glad that Jesus didn't quit halfway to the cross? He gave His all. And he expects us to give us our all to him. Amen. So why don't you just stand up with me. Hallelujah. Say, Heavenly Father, I'm so thankful for this great gift of salvation that you have given to the world in Jesus. I recognize that Jesus, he is the Son of God. He is the Messiah. He is Christ the Lord. Jesus, you have an open invitation into my heart and into my life. I welcome you in. There's room for you in my heart. I accept you as my Savior. I accept you as my Lord. I give my life to you just like you gave your life for me Lord Jesus lead me guide me into the way that I should go help me live a righteous life a holy life a blameless life thank you for loving me and I love you welcome to my heart in Jesus name amen amen you mean it's that easy yeah God wants so many everybody to be involved amen so I want you to get your candles ready and uh we're gonna light our candles you know you got if you're gonna have a birthday party you got to have candles right it's gonna go dark for It's going to
2: go a little dark in here, but we're going to light it up, right?
1: Someone get the lights. And
2: we're going to sing together. God's good, amen? I think we're getting the lights turned off, so it's going to go a little dark in here. (laughs) going to come around and help too.
1: Alive in us. Yes. Thank you for this wonderful, incredible gift that Thank you've given you, us, Lord. May you bless each and every person today yes. Lord. under the sound of this voice. Yes, Lord. Lord and over the airwaves, may, you, may your Father. presence fill their hearts yes. and their homes yes. and give joy and peace Thank you, throughout Lord. The, their time, Lord. And we just give you the glory and the praise and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Merry
2: Christmas, everybody. God bless you.